Hello and welcome to Night in on Negotiation, the podcast. I'm your host, Jeanette Knighton. My philosophy is that you cannot change the other person you negotiate with, but you can change how you negotiate with them to achieve better outcomes for you or your organization. This podcast series includes interviews, lectures, speeches, and webinars, and includes materials from all four of my books. For more information and free resources, please visit www.jnyden.com. Enjoy. This learning session picks up from where we left off in learning session one, Mapping the Money Conversation, back in January of 2016. While it is usual to go back and forth on price, adding contractual terms and conditions to the price negotiations makes that conversation much more complex. Many of the predictable patterns when negotiating price change a little when you start adding negotiating terms and conditions. Terms and conditions are both operational and legal. An operational term might be expedited shipping or delivery. A legal term could be indemnification or liquidated damages. And in some negotiations, T's and C's can impact price. Hi, I'm Jeanette Knighton. I'm the author and co-author of three books, including Getting to We, Negotiating Agreements for Highly Collaborative Relationships, The Vested Outsourcing Manual, and Negotiation Rules. I work with contract professionals by providing tactical, customized contract negotiation training and coaching from the planning phase through to execution. I've worked with both sales and purchasing, usually at the same company and usually at the same time, so that makes my advice balanced and multifaceted. The dual approach to supply chain negotiations, customer and supplier facing, gives me an exceptional view into translating customer demands into supplier performance. Okay, so this is the Priceberg. This is simply a visual representation of three elements the price, the total cost of ownership, and value. The tip of the ice, the tip of the priceberg rather, is just like the tip of an iceberg. It is the portion that we all see. So if it's the price that's the tip, then that's what negotiators see and focus on. But it is only the tip of the conversation. And just as icebergs in reality, go far deeper and far broader beneath the waterline, the total cost of ownership conversation and the value conversation are likewise broader, deeper, and beneath the waterline. Now, there are two models to negotiating money. There's the distributive model, and this is the model that's based on the Getting to Yes book out of the Harvard Project on Negotiation, in which... The story is, is two people wanted the orange, one wanted the pulp, and one wanted the peel. And by understanding their interests in the orange, the orange is better able to be divided. And therefore, each party gets exactly what it wants. Now, this can also be effective when you're buying a standard part and you're buying a thousand of them and you get a price break at a thousand that you don't get if you're buying 50. It's the same sort of concept. It's distributive bargaining. Integrated bargaining, though, incorporates the price. There's the orange in the basket and operational and legal terms, too, meaning we are now getting beneath the waterline in the Priceberg. 
by adding different elements to price when we're negotiating. Now the zone of potential agreement is a popular term coined by the book Getting to Yes. The ZOPA is a statistical mean where each party would like to land in order for each party to be profitable in the negotiations. This is my money map and if you don't have one you can go back to the download page and get your copy from the January 2016 learning session. Now in this case the ZOPA is in the middle and this is between the sellers and the buyers walk away points in a more one dimensional deal such as dividing the orange. As good as the term ZOPA is though it is incomplete in a multi-issue negotiation. A multi-issue negotiation is a negotiation that includes more than price. Therefore, the ZOPA has more moving parts and the parties offers to each other and counter offers to each other are governed by slightly different forces. So T's and C's are the most obvious set of factors that impact price. Again, I'm talking about operational and legal obligations that the parties have to one another. T's and C's arise from many types of concerns, technical specifications, operational requirements, corporate preferences, corporate policies, legal considerations, governmental regulations, and other forms of compliance. To make matters more complex, many organizations work under some form of a master agreement. Now, if the supplier is more powerful, then they'll have their standard terms and conditions, or it can be this, the customer's terms and conditions. That master agreement has the standard terms and conditions and parties tend to negotiate a set of terms and conditions within that master agreement. Now, while those master agreements are drafted by the legal departments, it's you, the contract professional, both on the purchasing and the sales side that negotiate price in the context of the terms and conditions associated with that price. Therefore, you as the primary negotiator are not only trying to negotiate the price and to get the best possible price, but you have to do so within the confines of the T's and C's and what those T's and C's will grant your company. Therefore, the ZOPA looks more like this. So in a multi-issue negotiation that includes more than a price point, the ZOPA now has an upper range and a lower range. That gray line down the middle represents a more traditional distributive bargaining situation where you are simply negotiating on price. But as we start including terms and conditions, it can make that price very complex. And this ZOPA represents the range of potential deals that the buyer and seller could agree on in a multi-issue negotiation. Now this particular example shows only the range for the terms and conditions that have been identified by the parties that they need to negotiate. To create value and to get the best possible deal for your organization, which includes price and the right types of terms and conditions, we need to be able to embrace the widening of the ZOPA. We need to be able to understand how terms and conditions impact the total range of deals and not all terms and conditions are approached by the parties the same way. 
meaning it gives us a great opportunity to negotiate a variety of terms and conditions to meet our specific needs. In order to be able to grasp the operational and legal terms and conditions that are at play, I often suggest that my clients manual, manually stack, rank, and weigh the terms, both operational terms and legal terms. So how do you target the best possible price and still maintain the best possible language around operational and legal T's and C's? Well, I suggest we look at four elements. First, you identify the terms that are most likely to be negotiated, both by your company and by the other company. Define the range of values that these terms can take. So using a limitation of liability, it could be the contract price, it could be three times the contract price, or it could be a million dollars, or it could be whichever is greater. Those are what I mean by values. Then you define the importance of each term to each one of the parties. So if you're the customer, your limitation of liability could be incredibly important and it is equally important to the supplier. But if the limitation of liability is within a range typical in an industry, such as the contract price, they may not have much of a resistance to that term. But if you triple it to, let's say, $2 million, then it becomes a negotiable issue. And it's very important to the supplier because it could potentially impact the price of their insurance, how they operate, and therefore an increase in price. And then fourth, you define the negotiation alternatives for the terms for each party. So can you agree to the contract price or does it need to be $2 million or whichever is greater? And you would do that for the supplier as well. Of the four elements that I just discussed, the element that's most responsible for helping you get more value is understanding the importance or weight for each term that's gonna be negotiated to each party. So which operational terms and which legal terms are of the utmost importance to the supplier and to the customer. So you need to go through your standard agreement or the supplier's standard agreement to identify what I would consider the top five operational terms to be negotiated and the top five legal terms to be negotiated. Then once those top 10 terms have been identified, you can start to create a much broader zone of potential agreement within the context of negotiating price. Under no circumstances, I wanna say this again, under no circumstances do you pit operational terms against legal terms. They are in effect two separate and equally important aspects to the agreement. So please consider them separately and do not pit them against one another, meaning give up on a legal term in order to get a better operational term. If you'd like to learn more, please visit my website. I've got all kinds of free resources available. If you've got questions, comments, or concerns about an upcoming negotiation, reach out to me. I do coach on specific negotiations and I work with both buy and sell side teams to negotiate a range of contracts from traditional transactions to very complex performance and outcome-based agreements. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time.